let it out, and just allow yourself to settle and reside in all the love, all the joy, all the power, all the God in this moment of now. Namaste. Powerful group. So I'm going to introduce John Bell for you with, with this. I, re, I was reminded of something that occurred for me when I was just 10 years old. And what happened when I was 10 years old was my uncle got divorced. And it was a very messy divorce. But at the end of the day, um, he just wanted custody of my cousin. His ex-wife just wanted anything financial and material. So she got her way, he got his. But it left him financially devastated. And from that, they, my uncle and cousin moved in with us for a couple of years while he rebuilt his life financially. And I remember mother saying, you do what you gotta do for family. End of story. So our, our sister center has had a little, little plumbing issue How's that? Yes. And, and, and we decided that we would invite them to move in with us for a while, while, while that was resolved. Thank you. And so to start us off on our journey this morning, please welcome John Bell of the Tucker Center for Spiritual Living. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, good morning to you all. And let me say that we are eternally grateful to Dr. Tony and the Trinity family for this opportunity to serve here with you today. We surround all with love and joy, knowing that all is well. Would you be still with me just for a moment? And this affirmative prayer. Knowing that there's just one life, and that is the life of God. That life is whole, perfect, and complete. It is my life right now. And I know that I'm created in the image and the likeness of God. That all the attributes, powers, and gifts of God are mine to use today. That infinite intelligence is operating in and around through me and disseminating the necessary information for my topic today, what it does. And I also know that it's converting the words that I speak into a spiritual language that all can understand. So knowing this, I release it into the law of mind, knowing that it's already done. And so it is. Well, good morning to you again. Ooh, what some beautiful, beautiful people. Oh, my goodness, Reverend Tony. Ooh, beautiful, beautiful people. I want to speak to you today briefly from a subject, what it does. This is the third of a series of four uh Topics in the beginning of the science of mind. What it does. And it instructs us that we should approach the study, study of the science of mind in a rational, with rational thinking. 
never expecting to uh, derive any benefits from it or its principles that it does not contain. For while it is true that we are immersed in an infinite intelligence, a mind that knows all things, it's also true that that intelligence can acquaint us with its ideas only as we are able and willing to receive them. The divine mind is infinite and it does reveal to us its secrets when we are receptive and have a receptive mentality to that those principles. All art, all inventions, uh, government laws and wisdoms that has come to the race have been given to it through those that have deeply penetrated the secrets of nature and the mind of God. Man is a macrocosm, rather microcosm and a macrocosm, however you say it. <laughs> it means simply that there is a circle representing all that is, and that is God or divine intelligence. Now within that circle is a small circle, which is the individual. So the individual takes on the characteristics of this larger circle or family, if you will, all the attributes, gifts, and everything that it contains. And all the power and all the presence that there is is uh, in each of those parents children, <laughs> theoretically, and we have it operating in us at all times. There is never no absence in divine intelligence, in God's truth, and in God's ability to give us the things that we desire to have. However, we must believe that we already have. Now, sometimes there may be a challenge uh, to, 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 to our consciousness to know and accept that truth. No matter how long that we may have studied the science of mind or metaphysics or anything, because of the consciousness of those around us, our friends, relatives, news media, and other agencies bring this false information to us and we bite on it like a fish would bite on a hook. And we take it without really being conscious that it is entered into our consciousness, and anything that enters into our consciousness is going to be outpitching of that situation, circumstance, or conditions. Am I making any sense at all? Now, 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 what we need to do when we recognize that that is happening, we need to go straight to spirit. We need to use affirmations and the tools 
that we have and that we have learned to get rid of, cast out, like you would take somebody by their pants and throw them out the door. That's exactly what we need to do. Now, we must rise above these appearances. And, and you know that appearances is nothing but effects. They're not causes. Uh, and contemplate that freedom of God. Time, experience, and self-discipline in spiritual mind, treatment, and affirmative prayer uh, alone can deliver this great consciousness to us that we need. Now, though in intuition through it, we know that there's such an uh, ele uh, elevation of thought. And through experience have taught us, we clam the ladder of life to that place of intuition that is beckoning us. That's the power of attraction. The things that we think about, we bring about into our daily experience, I might add. Now, strange as it may seem, the freedom we have been looking for, we already possess. I got to say this just one more time. The freedom that we have been looking for. And I might add, the things, relationships, or anything else that we've been looking for, we already have. We already possess. Big and little are one and the same thing. Big and little are one of the same thing. Spiritual mind treatment is not daydreaming, but a series of spiritual statements spoken to believe in. The master teacher Jesus said, As thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. Also, the ancient Manuscripts re reveal another true statement. That whatsoever things <laughs> that you believe, you shall receive. Now, this can be a relationship. It can be anything that you desire. Car, home, whatever you desire. I know this is very simple in this advanced uh, metaphysical group, Dr. Tony. I don't mean to be so simplistic. But the principles are simple. But we must work them. How do we work them? We work them in our consciousness. That's how we work them. Now, in the book of Corinthians, the second and ninth verse, it says, For it is written, for it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And that love is an individual kind of affection that we possess and can demonstrate 
in our life. Oh, my goodness. Now, that was a, a man, uh, Reverend Tony, before they split the atom. You can't even see the atom, can you, without a, a, a mic, some kind of microscope. But this man split the atom in 1913. How many years ago that's been? Why and how did he do that? He came upon a principle that responded to his belief. He thought it could be done. Therefore, he believed it could be done, and it was done according to his belief. I use that, that splitting of the, the atom because, you know, it's invisible just like the things that we want unless we are copycats, unless the things that we want are invisible. We might want the same thing our friends got. Be careful. Be careful. I'm, I'm warning you. Be careful of wanting the same things that your friends got. Ain't nobody here wanting what their friends have. I don't think so. This group, Reverend Tony, is too advanced. Now, 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 where are you at, Reverend John? You're where you're supposed to be. <laughs> now, psychologists and metaphysicians have proposed something uh, very different. They says that uh, we could have the things that we're desiring and treating for more rapidly if our consciousness wasn't plugged up with all this kind of mess. Now, ladies and gentlemen, have you ever experienced a sink that's been clogged up? The grease is representing all these uh, non-true ideas that it went through there. And ever so often, we have to clear, to clear our consciousness. I'm going to stop right there because I think I've said everything I need to say. Woo-wee! <laughs> this stuff gets better, better, and better as we work with it. Thank you. Thank all of you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So... We'll see what I can do following that. <laughs> I will say, you know, I like the fact that we're doing blended service because, you know, no tie. <laughs> I told John I was going to cut his tie off earlier today. Don't do it. I'll give it to you. He said he'd give it to me. Yes, everything that you do, everything that you do is an astronomical success and a powerful demonstration affirming the spiritual value that you bring to this journey. It is the internal you, not the internal, not the external, the internal you, your consciousness, your mindful, imaginative intentions for your journey which affirm your spiritual value. You are of tremendous value to this journey because you are of tremendous value to God. Many forget this truth and way too many more pretend that they have forgotten this truth or pretend that they were unaware of this truth. Now, we all know ignorance of spiritual law does not 
excuse anyone from the effects mm -hmm. of spiritual law. Yeah. We know better. You are aware you are not on this journey to hide in the darkness of despair, defeat, or the incapable. You are on this journey in this particular moment of time to expand the light of your consciousness by actually being, being the living light of your innate divinity, the manifested energy and power of presence in a constant fluidic state of spiritual evolution. Now there are times each of us stumbles on that truth. That's a given. And when we stumble, those are the times we need to know like we know like we know our value is not determined by the number of times we stumble. Rather, our value is determined by the number of times we choose to rise, brush ourselves off, and continue spreading the light and energy of our consciousness. Yeah. Saw a little picture the other day on Facebook. Said if you fall, stand up and fluff out that tutu again. I'm thinking that's right in line with my service. We realize our span on this particular journey does go by too quickly. So we are prepared to release, release foolish external ideas about who we are. And if those ideas require us to fix anything about ourselves, they're gone. Because we understand there's nothing to fix. However, there is always an ample opportunity of boundless spiritual possibility to be revealed for the sole purpose of transformational evolution. So we choose to never relive the past and choose to move forward with a powerful intention, making decisions based on that part of us, which is presence in the now, coming forward as us in life, rather than based on decisions dictated by an often confused external world. The negative events and happenings that we read about or hear on the TV are not about a world overrun with negativity. Those events reflect a world which is in dire need, dire need to awaken to the light and energy of the workers, the embracers, the knowings, the champions of presence, and that is what you are. The light and energy of your own being. The world does not need to be fixed any more than you and you or I. What the world needs are individuals who champion their own spirituality, their own innate divinity and energy by living the spiritual value that they bring to this journey. For the sole reason to empower others to serve as the example for others to do exactly the same. And if needed, and when needed, from time to time to reach out to them and provide compassion and kindness, should they stumble a time or two over the truth of their being. Yeah. The whole of humanity is awakening right now to this realization that we are one. One world, one energy, one unique expression of presence. And it is your consciousness, the imaginative intentions of your mind, your living all the spiritual value that you have come to this journey to live, which serves to remind humanity just how truly valuable to life they are and shall be. We want them to wake up. Mm -hmm. We want them to rise up. 
We want them to make the individual choice to stop hiding in the darkness of the external and reveal the glory and light of their own internal. Dr. Holmes wrote, it should be considered right to live and to, to enjoy living. To be well, happy, and to express freedom is to be in accord with divine law and wisdom. So here's the latitude enough for the most expectant and the most enthusiastic. Let's take a look at Holmes' direction because we can also say to be unwell, to be miserable, to be, promote feelings of restriction within ourselves or within others is not in accord with divine law and wisdom and is the direct contradiction to the value every champ value to the value every champion of presence brings to this oasis of the universe we call planet earth as champions of presence we have the latitude the right to expect the best and actually be the best to be enthusiastic about all that is on our path since our enthusiasm actually affirms our realization we powerfully serve as first cause to our experience. You, you are of great value to this journey because you are of great value to God. It is this awareness, this being, which steadies your consciousness in the cosmic flow of evolving boundless good and manifesting vibrant newness. I want to bring your attention to our affirmation card which is from Maya Angelou this week. And she, she said, most of you are familiar with this line. She wrote, a bird doesn't sing because it has an answer. It sings because it has a song. Fabulous. You sing because you have a dream. You sing because you have a higher awareness. You sing because there is that internal knowing within you which knows like it knows like it knows in this moment. Mm -hmm. You are powerful beyond measure, measure as you are a perfect expression of all that God is. You sing because you are most expectant and enthusiastic about all the wonderful newness this moment shall bring forward. You sing because you know nothing else, not someone else, not the past, not the distractors, not the conditions, have any power over you. You sing because you are in perfect rhythm with the harmony of the universe. Notice the play on words there, harmony as in ease or harmony as in three-part harmony. You get to choose. I thought that was pretty good, right? We paralleled that. So, you know, I got to tell you a profound parable. And the parable is about this father, very traditionally religious father, traditional teaching like we many of us grew up in. And he's having a discussion with his teenage son. And the teenage son is known to be a little reckless. And so the discussion turned into a, a lecture about the son's wild behavior. And the father finished his hour-long self-righteous lecture with, do you know what happens when you break one of the Ten Commandments? And the son appeared to be thoughtful about this question for a moment. 
And then he smiled and he said, sure, Pop, you got nine left. <laughs> now, that's always my motto. See, it's all perspective because the sun points, points out to us mistakes or errors in judgment are not relevant or impacting on our experience once we decide to not have them be relevant or impacting. When we choose to release our patterns of, of being, when we choose to release our patterns of being, that old way, those old thoughts, those old perceptions about ourselves, new worlds begin to emerge for us to explore. And a heightened level of newly expressed consciousness begins to unfold. Holmes tells us in this third chapter that Reverend John told us we were discussing today, right, what it does. Holmes says this, that it is the nature of God to express all things new. It is the nature of God to express all things new. And to this loving, formative energy, it's all new. It's all new. Mind does not know or care if it is evolving through our consciousness as an old way of being or an unnecessary worry, an old habit. It expresses its formative energy for the opportunity to experience itself in the physical realm. And the way it expresses its formative energy is through and as the molds of thoughts, images, affirmations, and intentions of our consciousness and even our actions. Great study. I just, I just read up on it, just saw it. It's similar to Professor Dr. Emoto, Messages from Water. Many of you know that. This is from a German researcher, and it's about water memory. Water memory. And what this guy did was he took a, a tank of water, and he would place flowers in the tanks of water. And then he would pull out a dropper of water, divide it up into the molecules. And what he saw under the microscope was that within the molecules, the water molecules remembered the shape of the flowers. So that when you looked at the molecules under the microscope, it appeared as the flower. So a flower placed in the tank, placed in the tank, impacted how the water responded, how the water appeared. Now think about this for a moment. Again, biology students, I apologize, but our body is what, 73, 83% water. What? Something like that. And so when we ingest thought, when we ingest mental images, we're imprinting that thought, that mental image, into the molecules of our body. Now, they went on in that study to say, which I thought was very profound, that water having this memory repeats itself with every rain. That the, that the wisdom of all of humankind can be found in the memory of the oceans. How fabulous is that? Because now we're seeing the demonstration of one infinite mind come forward. We're used to comparing it to computers. 
that infinite wisdom, that infinite knowledge? Well, now we know that that infinite knowledge was there all along. And we want to be mindful now of what it is that we're accepting, what it is that we're holding on to. We want to begin realizing that mind only comes forward as newness, only comes forward as good. So our role is not to go in and try to create something new. Our role is to step into that power of presence that we are and align with the good that is already ours. Align with the good that is already ours. We want to get past seek this idea that we have to seek something because there's nothing to seek. Just as there's nothing to fix, there's only a greater revelation of the good that we are, that we, we want to bring forward and say, in this moment, in this moment, I choose to release it all that does not affirm my good. Dr. King said we must use our time creatively. We must use our time creatively. That's our, the question becomes, are we using it creatively? Well, we always are. The question is, how are we using it? Are we using it to impress a memory of worry or concern? Or, or are we using it for something which affirms our value to life itself? I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes for a moment and put your hand over your heart. And just listen for a moment. You can feel the pulse. You can feel the blood going throughout your body. You don't have to tell the heart to pump. You don't have to tell the heart where to send the blood. It knows. There is that intelligence within that heart, within your heart, which guides it to do what it needs to do to sustain and express life. This same intelligence and wisdom is the divine coming into being as you. And with each beat, it affirms, I am potential, I am possible, I am love, I am joy, I am divine, I am all that is, I am all that you are. Open your eyes. Now if you should find yourself in an experience or thought which resembles one from the day before, Take the time, make the time to place your hand on, over your heart and just listen, really listen. It will never say, I am what was. It will only sing your song. It will only sing what you're becoming. Years ago, my friend, Dr. David Walker, former president of our organization, shared a beautiful little write-up sentiment about our divine urge to live in the now, free of the past and all that goes with living in the past. And I want to share that with you today because it just ties beautifully into what Reverend John had said about moving, letting it go and moving forward. So I love this little ditty. I know some of us have heard it before. But we're going to hear it again, because I also know there are those of us that need to hear it again. Here it is. There are people who can walk away from you and hear me when I tell you this. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. 
I don't want you to try to talk another person into staying with you, loving you, calling you, caring about you, coming to see you, staying attached to you. I mean, hang up the phone. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. Your destiny is never tied to anybody that left. The scriptures state they came out from us that it might be made manifest that they were not for us. For had they been of us, no doubt, they would have continued yeah, with us. Yeah. John 2.19 That's what I said. People leave you because they are not joined to you. And if they are not joined to, the, to you, you can't make them stay. Let them go. And it doesn't mean that they are a bad person. It just means that your their part in your story is over. And you've got to know when their part in your story is over so you so that you don't keep trying to raise the dead. Hmm. You've got to know when it's dead. You've got to know when it's over. Let me tell you something. We've got the gift of goodbye. It's the tenth spiritual gift. It's the tenth spiritual gift. I believe in goodbye. It's not that I'm hateful, it's that I'm faithful. And I know whatever is for my highest and best good, life will offer it to me and I can choose to accept the offering. And if it takes too much sweat, I don't need it. Stop begging people to stay, let them go. If you are holding on to something that doesn't belong to you and was never intended for your life, then you need to, guess what, let it go. If you are holding on to past hurts and pains, what is it, boys and girls? Let it go. If someone doesn't treat you right, love you back, and see your worth, let it go. If someone has angered you, let it go. If you are holding on to some thoughts of evil and revenge, let it go. If you are involved in a wrong relationship or addiction to something or someone, let it go. If you are holding on to a job that no longer meets your needs and talents, let it go. If you have a bad attitude, let it go. If you keep judging others to make yourself feel better, let it go. If you're stuck in the past and spirit is trying to take you to a new level, an expanded level of living, let it go. If you are struggling with the healing of a broken relationship, let it go. If you keep trying to help someone who won't even try to help themselves, let it go. If you are feeling depressed and stressed, let it go. If there is a particular situation that you are so used to handling yourself, and God is saying, take your hands off of it, then you need to let it go. Let the past be the past. Forget the former things. Mm -hmm. God is doing a new thing through you for 2016. Let it go. Get right or get left. Think about it. And then let it go. May the rest of your life be the best of your life in 2016 and always. You've got the spiritual gift of goodbye. And you can use this gift for anything which does not 
serve and affirm your tremendous value that you bring to this journey. It is a scientific fact that human consciousness cannot hold two thoughts at the same time. The thought we hold is either immersed within our excitement and enthusiasm for being this evolving energetic newness of God, or it is a thought whose time has, has served its purpose in our experience, and it's time that we let it go. Yeah. You are of tremendous value to this journey because you are of tremendous value to God. Your value lies in all that is yet to come to life through the urges of your soul and the song of your heart, not in that which has been. Bob Proctor said, everything you are seeking is seeking you in return. Therefore, everything you want is already yours. So you don't have to get anything. It is simply a matter of becoming more aware of what you already possess. What I want you to know is, what you already possess is the harmony of your own song. So it is. All right. So let's do our offering affirmation together. Infinite mind. Infinite mind. In as and through me. In as and through me. Blesses and multiplies my tithe. Blesses and multiplies my tithe. It does its good and perfect work. It does its good and perfect work. And returns to me. And Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. All right. So let me tell you how we're going to do this today. So 